Hi, Rodney Jane here. Be safe these holidays with Bob Jane T-Mart's great getaway deals. Buy three, get the fourth tyre free on selected Bridgestone, Yokohama, Dunlop and J-Tracks. Up to $100 instant cash back on a range of Michelin, Continental, Goodyear, Bob Jane Zenon and Moto Sport X. Alloy wheels from only $125 and tyres from just $69, all with our best tyre price guarantee. We'll look after you. Test and apply. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everyone. Two of the very best operators. Mark up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Hey, welcome back to the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels, and this is a bonus Christmas edition of Parked Up I've got two very cool friends with me. It's actually Boxing Day today, and we've all uh, opened up Christmas presents, and Santa Fogues has come and seen us all and dumped his sack full of whatever he dumped in your uh, lounge rooms, and I hope you all had a fantastic day yesterday. Boxing Day is a great day. It's all about cricket. It's also about Mark Fogarty's birthday as well. So, and I've got folks on the line. I've got Tony D on the line, of course, world champion TCR driver. Uh, folks, first to you, mate. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Not something I like to be reminded about so much anymore, but kind of you to remember. Well, you were just saying before, it's like you, you've just turned 49 again. Yeah. 49 recurring, 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 <laughs> or, or or is it yeah, 49 dog years, maybe. So, Tony D, Merry Christmas to you, mate, uh, and a happy Boxing Day. Uh, what is uh, what, what did Santa bring you? You already got an early present a month ago winning that uh, TCR crown. Um, was there anything else for that man to give you? Absolutely not, and uh, Merry Christmas, boys. Thanks for having me on the show uh, to finish off. It's a great year. You guys have absolutely smashed it. I feel like the pod has just risen since I've left. So congratulations on that. But uh, no, I just got jocks and socks and all that sort of boring dad stuff, which to be honest, I'm the type of guy that likes presents that I actually do need because I hate buying stuff for myself. So it's fine. I'm happy with that. Good. What did you boys get? Did you get anything special? I asked for a go-kart and I <laughs> Did not get a go-kart for the 25th consecutive year. Oh, mate, that's that's terrible. <laughs> Who's in charge of present giving at your house? Uh, yeah, Santa <laughs> Fogs, as, as it turns out. <laughs> Apparently, you got a sack full. So. <laughs> that's right, exactly. Or you. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, it's, it's, okay. It's just, we've lost it already. That's right. Um, okay, cool. So we thought we'd do this extra special episode because uh, we wanted to make sure all of our uh, amazing listeners had some extra Christmas content to uh, listen through as they're driving up and down uh, highways and uh, visiting relatives or they got screaming kids in the back of the car and they don't want to listen to it so they can turn us up to the absolute max, drown out uh, all of the sorrows that are happening in the back seat uh, and listen to some uh, hopefully entertaining and informative chat about the motorsport season that was, and in some ways even more important, the motorsport season that is coming because certainly in Australian motorsport, we're going to see a uh, terrific uptake of interest with Gen 3 coming through, another uh, great season of the Speed Series coming up as well, plus a heap of other racing across the board that 
uh, certainly in the circuit racing scene. This is going to have uh, motorsport hopefully getting back on the map as a uh, as a leading sports uh, option for uh, for fans, for motorsport fans, but also uh, emerging fans as well. So the uh, the topic or the sort of masthead that I've uh, chosen to go with is heroes and villains. Now, I've got two of those on the line with me right now. You boys can fight over which one you want to be. <laughs> I think that's but... obvious. <laughs> that's um... totally obvious. Oh, oh, do you, <laughs> Mr. Squeaky Clean? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, we haven't right. seen. We haven't I'll, seen... Just, I'll just put my black hat back on, apparently. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So heroes and villains, I've picked out a few. Let's talk and debate, uh, and we'll start off. We'll start off with a hero, uh, and for me, the biggest hero that we had of 2022 was that man, Shane Van Gisbergen. Record amount of wins in the Supercars Championship. Uh, another Repco Bathurst 1000 under his belt. That's his third. Of course, it helped uh, Gartan to take his fifth as well. Triple uh, Eight absolutely dominated, and I guess that was all led by svg and his incredible run there weren't weren't many rounds where he wasn't uh the absolute red hot favorite to qualify on pole and race out and uh, and dominate fogs is he uh is he the biggest hero of 2022 in our local australian motorsport scene no way <laughs> absolute gonna... villain he's a villain he to, ruined it to, he to ruined it absolute ruined... domination I call it smotheration. Wipe uh, the floor with them. How's that? It was that boring, wasn't it? It was boring. Uh, you know, what are you thinking, Rowley? Obviously. Well, oh, Rowley, whatever your name is. Oh, Jesus, I get that wrong all the time, don't I? But um, <laughs> no, slightly semi, you know, slightly seriously, it was his year. He was fantastic. It was a masterclass display of how. To do it in supercars and everything he else, everything else he drove and even slightly looked at, he excelled in. So I'm only being a bit tongue in cheek by saying he's a villain because <laughs> he ruined it. But there wasn't much competition. In fact, there was so little competition Jeez. for him or Triple Eight that you know when someone did take the fight to him, you know, whoa, you know, it was almost orgasmic. <laughs> um so, uh, Tony he uh you might agree with me a little bit more on a uh on the level of uh as a race driver and seeing what he was able to achieve not just in supercars but also going and uh I think was it the start of this year or maybe it was last year where he won that New Zealand Grand Prix I think it was 2021 but anyway he's had a uh, unbelievable run of of success finishing third in class in the uh, World Rally Championship in WRC two, uh, whatever this guy touched, he was invincible. Ah, oh, and there's no doubt about it. His talent and that he's probably at another level compared to most guys here. And he's in great equipment, obviously, but he he puts it to use extremely well. And it doesn't seem to matter what category he's in; he seems to end up with the same result. So obviously, he's working his magic. I do tend to agree with folks a little bit that was he challenged enough? I don't know. He, he probably wasn't. 
And a bit like Verstappen, if somebody actually out-qualified him or won a race, it was that was the news story rather than Shane winning races almost became expected. So I think, you know, we probably didn't give him enough credit during the year to, you know, um, congratulate him with all the winnings and uh, all the things he achieved because it was absolutely record-breaking year for them. So uh, congratulations to him and his team. Uh, I'd love to see you know, with you know, the next-gen car coming, a little bit more spice in there, you know, whether a Cam Waters or Anton or hopefully it'll, you know, tighten the field up a little bit more and give uh, the opportunity for some other guys to really um, challenge him more regularly. And I think um, Shane's up for that challenge. He loves it. I don't think he actually enjoys winning so easily. You know, I think he actually enjoys the fight and that's why he comes up uh, trumps most times. Okay, um, the a little bit of a black hat I noticed in there, Tony. A little, a little black line through your hat as well. What I for? like it. Well, what just for? just saying that you agreed with folks. <laughs> you know oh, what though? White hat like, with a black racing stripe. The thing is, though, let's that's face called, it, guys. That's called grey. <laughs> We're all going grey, thank you. <laughs> uh, the thing is, he didn't try his hand at TCR. So, um, you know, would he won in TCR? Probably not. Probably I'm going to put that out there. Uh, okay, well, let's <laughs> really, uh, really. Hey, folks, let me just uh, indulge myself there just for a moment, right. okay? Yeah, well, no, we'll let you bath in your deserved glory. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but really. Okay, cool. So no if if Shane Van Gisbergen was our biggest hero, then let's, uh, or, or it's certainly in the little notes that I made uh, to the side here, which uh, folks absolutely slammed down. Uh, let's let's uh, let's switch to a villain. Now uh, we don't have Russell Ingle racing anymore, so he used to be the uh, perennial villain of the uh, sport. So unfortunately, Russell didn't make my list this year, but. The big story that we had that involved an Australian driver was not on our local scene. It was on the international scene, and his name was Oscar Piastri. Now, is Oscar Piastri a villain? I'm not really sure. I'll let you guys debate this, but McLaren certainly were seen as villains, definitely in this part of the world anyway. Um, Agree, disagree, McLaren, a villain of 2022, folks, for you. Oh, big villain. No question. Right in the middle of it, managed to get involved in contractual messes in almost every category they were competing in. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's surprising that there wasn't some, you know, contractual contractual dispute over Chaz Mostert at Walkinshaw Andretti United Racing. Mm-hmm. United being Zach Brown, who is the boss of McLaren in well, McLaren Racing. Um, but no, the, the villain in that whole Piastri saga was clearly McLaren. They've got form. You know, they got embroiled in a contractual dispute with Alex Polo over an IndyCar. And that only got solved in the end. They didn't get him um, by some pretty strenuous legal measures. So, yeah, as I said, McLaren had form there. Anyway, they've made their bed. They'll be lying in it. No pressure on Piastri to perform in 2023, is there? Oh, that's my fear for the whole thing. Like, Piastri's going into his first year in Formula 1 and he's not only taken over a seat from our beloved Daniel Ricciardo, 
for just all this controversy behind him. I hope that he can manage that pressure, expectation uh, that is on his shoulders going into his first year. We probably haven't seen that for, I can't remember when there's been so much saga of a rookie driver coming in and already um, upsetting Formula 1 teams. I mean, there was a point there where he declined Alpine of a drive in Formula 1. Most drivers would give their left leg uh, to for a seat in Formula 1 and Here's this rookie who's never turned a lap in Formula One a Formula One race before, and he's declining race seats. So uh, a lot of controversy there, and I just hope that he's strong enough mentally to pull that aside and get on with the business. And it, there is obviously still a question mark to see whether he is the real deal. Um, we hope he is because he's an Aussie and he has won everything he's put his um, backside in, but there is that expectation already. So, folks, yeah, the, the, so the whole you, thing. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Grant. Sorry, mate. I was just. Uh, I'm. I'm sure you'll follow on uh, with whatever uh, great point you're going to make there. But um, with the way that that all rolled out, and as Tony said, that our man Daniel Ricciardo was caught up in the middle of it all, one Aussie out of one seat, and the, that seat replaced by another Australian. Do you think the Australian fans will take a little while to warm to Oscar? Are they going to? immediately expect that the results just have to be better? Is he going to be scrutinized heavier with um, with where he finishes up and down the order? Oh, yeah, very much so. Dumping Daniel Ricciardo from McLaren is like decanonizing a saint <laughs> and then, you know, elevating a, well, even as a Catholic, I don't know what you call, you know, a minor saint, you know, an angel or something, but, you know, an unproven angel has been elevated, you know, to near sainthood. And that means he absolutely has to perform. He probably will now or never, but, you know, from an Aussie point of view, Ricardo is just, well, he's a saint. Certainly was. He is through the runs on the board. Christmas time. We're getting very, very holy. Yeah. Bless you, my son. <laughs> Antonio, hey, a, a good Catholic. Well, I wear a so, cross every day, so there you go. But I think you're right. Yeah, a cross think, to bear, uh, maybe. Yeah. I think, um, you know, we've got to remember Danny Ricardo has won races in Formula One and he couldn't make it work at McLaren for whatever reason. So they're obviously quite funky cars to drive. There's a huge amount of pressure for. Oscar to get his head around it and he'll be compared to Norris who has years under his belt and the team developing a car around what he likes. And I think that's what hurt Daniel. So hopefully he can adapt quickly. It is. The Daniel thing is a conundrum. Mm. Why he just didn't perform so over the long course. Shame. I mean, we forget he won a race. McLaren's only victory in this era. So big bonus there. Big box tick there. And I have no doubt that Oscar Piastri will rise to the occasion as best as the team will allow. I mean, in my limited dealings with him, he is a remarkably mature young man. He he is an old head on young shoulders, as they say, and you know, clearly up to his eyeballs in talent. So is it a risk for McLaren? Of course it is. Is it such a ga- a gamble that it could backfire? Uh, probably not. 
even if he doesn't match Lando Norris, who is clearly, you know, a future superstar, just to be close will be a big achievement. And at the end of the day, it's up to McLaren to build a contending car. Mm. End of. All will be uh, revealed pretty soon into the new year, and we and it won't take long for the season to be running for uh, Australians to get their first look at uh, the new Formula One season, the new uh, pecking order as well. Uh, and looking forward to a, a uh, another year there. I haven't put Max Verstappen in heroes or villains. He could probably sit in both. Um, especially using that Shane Van Gisbergen mentality where he completely wiped the floor with uh, some amazing results and a deserved second world title. Let's um, let's switch back to a, uh, a hero now. Uh, and I've added Lee Holdsworth. Not many results in 2022, but a, uh, I think we can add him for a hero of 2022 to uh, celebrate the fact that uh, he's now drawn a Conclusion to uh, on his own terms as a full-time supercars driver. He finished up, of course, with Penrite Racing with the Grove team and uh, and capped it all off by winning the Barry Sheen medal. So 500 races in the category, a Bathurst 1000 win under his belt uh, last year. He's now kind of ticked pretty much all the boxes that you can tick as a full-time driver. Tony, I'd imagine you'd agree, and I know you're a close mate with him, but he's definitely one of the heroes this year. I think he's just a ripper guy. I think yeah, it's great that he's had such a prolonged career in supercars, but I still think it's like the Johnny Farnham tour. I, <laughs> I don't know. I think he might be back at some stage. Um, well, he'll definitely yeah, be back for knows? the Enduros. Yeah, well, will he? Has he signed? I don't know, um, probably. But, yeah, like uh, I think it's great that he's just, you know, he wants to move on to other things in his life. And I, I think it's great that he got to come back this year and have another year in supercars and then re- announce his retirement, do it on his own terms, do all that sort of stuff. I think that's fantastic. Not not a lot of drivers get to do that. They get the ask from a, from a seat, don't get another one, and that's the last to sort of see of them. So, he deserves that. He's a gentleman of the sport and he's you know, achieved so much in supercars and he's just a very likable guy. So um, great to still have him in the paddock. I don't know what other racing he's going to do, but uh, I, he won't obviously just do enduros. I think you'll you'll see him doing other stuff during the year to keep his hand in. Yeah, maybe some GT racing or, uh, of course, he did TCR in 2021. So... Um, I guess someone needs to come in and offer you a challenge. It's just uh, not fair that you just go in and uh, easily just win these titles, Tony D. Totally. It's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think we'll see him in TCR, but yeah, you're right. Some GT stuff. He'll be eager to, um, you know, have that little mental break from supercars and obviously get into his new career. But doing things like the Bathurst 12 hour, some GT racing, I'm sure. We'll see him do that and then build up to the Enduros, which, um, you know, now we've got Sandown as well. So it's a little bit more involved than previous years. Now, folks, you would have uh, been at uh, almost all and seen almost all of Lee Holdsworth's 500 supercars races. Uh, Your take on the way that he's concluded his full-time campaign? Can't argue with Tony. Absolute great bloke. Pretty handy supercars driver. 
And, well, he went out on top, didn't he, really? Yeah. Winning the Bathurst 1000. And right at the end, he got Grover Racing over the line to clinch fifth in the team's championship and beat Erebus Motorsport. So he can, and he is, walking away very proudly. And, yes, of course he'll be back. And yeah, we know where he's going to be where he is going to be in the enduro races uh, next year, Sandown 500 and Bathurst 1000, right back at WAU. There you go. And, 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 and he got the Barry Sheen medal as voted for by the motorsport media. And that was a very fitting recognition of his contribution to the sport. And of course, we wish Lee Holdsworth all the best in his uh, in his future endeavours away from the rigours of the full time Supercars Championship. Um, I can't okay. believe I couldn't find anything to pick away at. Oh, I'd Lee, no, I'm, I'm, dis- I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> no, he's too nice. He's so no, too, he's... too nice. He's far too nice. Uh, okay, he's, cool. He's nearly as nice as Tony Delberto. Wow, nearly. <laughs> not quite let's switch to some villains uh folks i'll let you attack the the first one at this but uh, let's get juicy here come on <laughs> let's get into it yeah i'm just switching it between <laughs> li- I'm, s- I'm switching between light and dark here okay i'm going with the shades Hello. let's go with some dark now if we had video i'd be twirling my mustache <laughs> and, and, and making that yeah, you do that noise. so well. Yeah. Well, really, that's a shock, isn't it? Uh, well, come on. All right. Uh, the, uh, villain the... number one, numero uno, villano. Uh, we're, know, nah, that's, we're, that's, that's not Italian, is it? Sorry, Tony, but Peter Addison. Come on. Peter Addison. Let's go with Peter Addison. He was a uh, very vocal figure particularly on social media, and we saw a uh, a number of incidents. I don't even know if I could list them all, but certainly uh, two in particular was uh, where he had, um, I think it was around the Ben Motorsport Park time, so midway through our championship, and he pulled the pin on all supercar sponsorships, uh, and he wasn't going to continue anymore after 2022, and the straw that broke the camel's back there was a photo of uh, the new supercars chairman taking photos with the WAU boys uh, at an Optus store, which is, of course, a uh, fierce rival of Boost Mobile. And Boost Mobile is meant to be a uh, a partner of supercars. And uh, things boiled over there. And, and in recent times, there's been... Uh, just a lot of chat about um, or a lot of pressure from Peter rather gathering uh, fan support to uh, attempt to be on the get get uh, one that that uh, last remaining TRC to compete in the supercars championship he wanted to have his own entry to compete full-time in 2023 with uh, Richie Stanaway as his driver. He went and did the deal, uh, the handshake photo, social media deal to uh, lock away a triple eight car to, so he, so he could set up his own team. Uh, and the, I guess the public's opinion has been um, 
he's had a lot of support uh, and also uh, quite a few critics. No entry for him in the 2023 championship. We might see him do some wild cards. I stick him here in the villain column because it might just seem easy to do that. But in so many people's eyes, he was the hero, folks. Uh, uh, your snapshot of Addo and the 2022 season. Well, I said villain, underline, capital letters. Peter Adden is a great character, a great entrepreneur, and when he sticks in his lane, a great sponsor and longtime benefactor of, well, motorsport, but particularly touring car racing in Australia. But he overplayed his hand this year. He tried to, well, win his case in the court of public opinion, mainly on social media, whereas his entry, uh, well, his, you know, his desire to have an entry in supercars wasn't being decided in the court of public opinion. It was a supercar thing. The team's racing charter has clear guidelines. And, you know, I'm not I'm not debating whether he he should or shouldn't have a team, but basically trying to bludgeon or embarrass supercars into giving him a, a racing entry, effectively. Uh, it just wasn't the way to do it, and it didn't work. But that's that's not to say that he's he's not a valuable character in supercars. But on this one, he just overplayed his hand. I, Tony, yeah, I, Tony, go for it. Well, I've never had any dealings with Peter before. Obviously, I just follow what's going on around me. Um, he seems like a very passionate person, slightly scary, slightly aggressive. Um, he's not scared to ruffle feathers and I, I just couldn't get my head around what was actually happening. You know, one minute he's bought a car off triple eight. He's got Richie driving it. He still hasn't got a license though. Um, but that'll come. No dramas. He was, he was trying, he, it felt like he was trying to pressure supercars into a decision and he just seems like the type that, you know, he's, he's sponsoring one, team one year and that's the best thing ever and then suddenly it always seems to um turn out pear-shaped I, I don't know um i'm not sure until he had he would have his own team and he could control the whole thing that he would be entirely happy with just sponsoring a team or that sort of involvement so yeah be I'd, careful what you wish for well i don't i don't wish for it for myself but um yeah he, he's definitely a character of the sport and you do need those sort of people being passionate, but he, um, yeah, he was a bit too forward, I think, with what he was trying to do. He's putting a lot of pressure out there, and they, I can see why you know supercars probably didn't like that approach. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I guess, uh, folks, you might be able to talk to this a little bit more. Tony, you're right inside the game. You love your motorsport. You compete. Uh, in in local motorsport, you compete in a couple of these uh, supercars races, and for you to say that you were confused about what was going on doesn't really bode well for some of the communications that we hear or we get told to keep the story flowing, whether it's through the media or social media or whatever. Folks, you'll probably agree that supercars probably also, while, while uh, Addo was out there going pretty hard with um, whether you want to call it pressure or you want to call it marketing or whatever it might be. 
supercars weren't really forthcoming with a lot of detail about what rights he actually had to get that 26th wreck either. We were kind of left in the dark for a long time. Like, what was the issue? Well, the issue, Tony, is that there is one more Teams Racing Charter available. It's on the shelf, as it were, but there's a process to decide how it's offered, when it's offered, and to whom it's offered. And this year, Peter Addison didn't fulfil any of those criteria. And then, you know, if you're drilling down into the detail, the teams, at least for the next couple of years, have a say in who gets it. There's preference towards existing TRC holders, like particularly Tim Blanchard with his one-car team to step up to a two-car team. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. There so was why, a, uh, there, so there why was, there was a system to be followed, and he just tried to ride roughshod over it. And, yeah, good luck to him. I don't, mm. You know, why wouldn't he? But I mean, from his point know, of view, he would think that, um, you know, I, I want to get into supercars, I'm going to pay my own way, and I just want to get racing, and I've supported this category for so long. Why won't they let me come and play? You know, you'd think. Well, that, there are poli- there are politics involved. Hmm. You'd you know, think that but, supercars would want another car on the grid. So, well, so supercars, supercars yes would have mind no, the teams under, under didn't the really want them now. An extra car won't cost the other teams. Previously, the other teams were opposed mm-hmm. to re-expanding the field because yep. that cut into their annual dividend. Yeah. But under the new system where everyone gets the same, regardless of how many entries, well, how many entries up to 26 cars, that's it. Um, that's not an issue. Mm. But there are other bigger politics involved. And I guess if you're a sports sanctioning body, you know, do you want to have a sponsor slash team owner slash agent provocateurs sitting there on the sidelines sniping at you constantly? No, you wouldn't. I'll tell you one thing, it was definitely entertaining uh, and uh, certainly looking forward to refreshing my Instagram feed to see what... uh, uh, today's news or opinion was going to be from Addo. It was, uh, if anything, entertaining. So um, certainly uh, one of the fun talking points of the 2022 supercar season. Hey, let's, um, you guys are in fine form. Let's stick with villains here. Gen 3, that was, uh, has been an ongoing thing for the past few years. And we've come to the crescendo. We're almost at the end. As we talk right now on Boxing Day, there still isn't a homologated car for both uh, the Ford Mustang or the Camaro, just with a couple of components that still need to be sorted. But I guess uh, the facts are that it's not 100% all uh, locked away. So while it's the while I've listed it as a villain of uh, 2022, uh, there's a fair chance it's going to be the hero of 2023. We're going to see a whole bunch of interest for the sport with. <laughs> These brand-new shaped cars come out. Uh, We're going to see, um, yeah, I guess we always get excited about the start of new years with new liveries and new driver combos and uh, lots of anticipation, but uh, we're also going to see a lot of 
extra testing coming through the year. Um, uh, I think it's uh, February or, or January, February, we're going to see these cars out on the track for the first time. Supercars is going to be in the news. Gen 3 has been a bit of a pain for supercars and it's been an easy target for the media. Uh, does everyone agree that uh, it sort of, and folks, I'll let you stab at this first, 2022 Gen 3 villain, but uh, we're hoping that it's the hero of uh, of next year. Well, yeah, and it's a split the difference deal at the moment, so I'm calling it a, well, let's call it a Hillen. <laughs> a Hillen. <for> a hero. <laughs> right. It's, look, over budget, over time, overdue, over it all. It's been coming, 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 coming. And it will happen. And probably it'll be pretty good. So we're now, at the, well, we have no choice. Gen 3 has to work or not. And after all this time of developing it, admittedly all the problems with the pandemic and supply chain issues and all that in between, but next year we will get there. We'll have two pretty good race cars to say the least and if the aim of achieving closer racing by having a lot less downforce and a lot more parity a lot more equality you know if if that comes out as planned or as as has evolved has evolved um, yeah it'll all be good yeah you could argue for the last several many many years Overall, the racing in supercars has been pretty good. Hmm. So hopefully, with a bit of tweaking here and there and a bit more commonality, that the racing will continue. I mean, supercars, let's face it, since 1997 has massively defied the odds, hasn't it? It's kept going, strong teams, enough money, you know, you know, not the glory days of tens of millions involved, you know, in team sponsorship. But, yeah, it, it, as I said, it defies gravity. Come what may, supercars is there and generally is very successful and attracts a lot of interest, particularly you know, race weekend crowds and TV audiences. Mainstream media interest, that's, 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 a, that's another problem. But, yeah, so... Gen 3 is happening, will happen, but at a lot greater cost than was ever envisaged. And if supercars, you know, has to own up to one thing, it's been lack of communication throughout the process. And that's not only lack of communication with the media, but also the teams. You know, if you dig in and talk to the teams, that's one of their major complaints is that, Communication about what's happening, where it's going, how much everything costs, this, that, the other thing, has been, well, to put it politely, very slow. And this this lack of communication, this squeak, uh, secret squirrel society mentality that exists in supercars is an issue and one that the latest management really has to get over. Um, and, uh, yeah, lots of truths in there, folks. Um, but I think the biggest travesty of all, Tony D, 
is you haven't driven one of these things yet. And I know how disappointed <laughs> you are. You were I on the know. brink. You were on the brink of. Uh, you were on the brink of doing it. You were the Gen 3's biggest fan in the lead up to that, and uh, you got the you got the rug pulled out from underneath I you. Did. I think was, was it wind was it the Winton supercars round you were meant to have a steer? No, we can we, talk about this now, can't we? We can talk about it now. Yeah, it was the Winton test day at the start of the year. They for the Victorian teams. Um, they were going to have both cars there, and I was meant to drive the Mustang, have it to myself all day, and I was absolutely wrapped. And uh, in the end, it got cancelled because none of the drivers could fit in the cars and they had to hack some bars out or whatever to try and make it uh, easier for drivers bigger than me uh, to get in there comfortably. So I missed out on doing that test day. But to be honest, I think back then the cars probably – well, the car probably wasn't very refined and it probably wasn't a good indication of what it's going to be like next year anyway. Uh, it probably still isn't. So I'm not that upset. It might have given me um, some false hope on what supercars are going to be like um, next year or how, how they're going to handle. So, um, look, I, I think something that we're probably overlooked here is just the pressure and the time it's going to take to build these cars over christmas considering a lot of the teams don't have all the componentry yet to actually build a car um you know they're going to be under the pump massively to try and get these cars ready because i mean i don't think it's uh lack of uh trying but you know it's not like all the teams have all the componentry ready to go and they can just bolt these things together and um, they can have their Christmas uh, with their families. It's going to be parts are going to be coming at them bit by bit. And I think it's going to be a struggle to get them ready for the test days early next year. Mm, okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll wait and see. It's of course, it's boxing day today, boys. Um, thanks for joining me on the, uh, on the parked up pod for this special Happy edition. Birthday to me. Ah, uh, yes. And of course, oh, sorry. Folks' birthday as well. Happy birthday, folks. Oh, did I say that out loud? Did I? Sorry. You did. You did. And I did forget. I did forget. Uh, the card. No, you didn't. The you card. flagged it at the top of the show. Oh, no, I'd, I'd already I, forgotten. I'm exposed. Naked. Um, my, um, my card's in the mail, right? You got that? That'll be, yeah, the check is in the mail as well. Yeah. <laughs> right. I've heard, I've heard. And I won't. No, won't go there. <laughs> okay. Um, the okay. Other great, the other great lie. Um, all right. So, look, there's there's so many heroes and villains that we could go through. Uh, and, look, just a uh, just a or Hillens. One, or Hillens. There's a few Hillens. There's a few Hillens. Um, but uh, the, the hero, the hero of 2022, in my eyes, was Tony D winning the TCR <laughs> Australia series. There was something that he worked very, very hard at, and we, we'd spoken <laughs> in a in a past pod about it. You can oh. go back through. Actually, Tony, that pod that we did just after you won the title, that was one mm. of the best ones we, we'd ever done. Really? Yeah, I thought so. Not in, not in oh, terms sorry. of numbers. Not in terms of numbers. No one yeah, gave, yeah. no one cared. Like, actually, no one listened. <laughs> it was one of the worst performing. But uh, if you go back and listen to that thing, it was a uh, it was really good good chat. So it come uh, from the heart. I actually a friend of mine, um, Richard Mellows, used to be my fitness trainer many years ago. He's a like he listens to every episode, and he texted me after that one and said that was a that was a good one. That one I liked listening to that one. Yeah. Um, so maybe you just caught me at the right moment. I just opened up. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, yeah, all the there was joy and there was tears. It just had it all. Oh, it's it had it all. Yeah. Well, winning a race is a major achievement. Winning a championship is extraordinary at any level. So, I mean, you know, all jokes aside, Tony, you are an Australian champion. End <laughs> of. Congrats. Got a great ring to it, doesn't it? Thanks, folks. <laughs> that means a lot. Now, I mean, of it course. It's a big deal in my world. So, yeah. No. Well, of course. Oh, so I'll put that as and a winner. It should for be. Me. Yeah. Can, can I, I just. Win a, I win a back blocks, you know, fun card event and get a little trophy to put on my mantle and I'm over the moon. So <laughs> God knows what it's like to actually win a proper motor racing championship. No, <laughs> mate, you should be extremely proud. Thank you. Thank you, mate. All right, uh, let's move on. Enough, <laughs> enough of the gushy, enough of the gushy stuff. Um, oh, yeah, no. I'm sorry. Oh, villain folks is back. Um, can I just rain on the parade just for a little bit, Tony? So you didn't actually win a championship. You won a series oh, because, because, uh, because can oh, sorry. Motorsport Australia have a, uh, a lot of different um, uh, tiers. Well, certainly uh, in, at the national level, two different tiers. You can win a championship and be a champion or you win a series and be a series winner. Mm-hmm. Or a series champion, but but series winner. They don't like to. They Motorsport Australia won't call you the TCR champion because you didn't win a championship. You won a series. The oh, reason I why B, I call BS. The he reason the champion. The, the reason why TCR is only a series, not a championship, is that there's already a touring car championship that's being fought in Australia, which of course is the Supercars Championship. So. Uh, it um, they can't have two uh, two different classes competing effectively for uh, a similar level prize. But Tony, yes, they can. Yes, they can. Sorry, sorry, no overrule. Say say where say where. Well, back in the day, in the midst of the touring car civil wars here, there was the Australian Touring Car Championship, aka Supercars Championship. And there was the Super Touring, the Australian Super Touring Championship as well, both sanctioned by the locally, locally governing body, which was then CAMS, is now Motorsport Australia. So, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not buying that. And I'm just, I'm just uh, calling out the I, I, rule. I know, book. no, you're accurate that there, there is this distinction, but you know, even grumpy, curmudgeonly me. <laughs> I think we need to, you know, well, acknowledge that Tony is a champion and you can't take that away. Champion Sounds good to me. Champion in my eyes and uh, absolutely no doubt. Hey, look, we could go through uh, heroes and villains all, all we uh, all we like, but um, uh, let's get uh, everyone off to their uh, boxing days and in through to the new year uh, nice and safely. Uh, both of you boys have played a huge role Certainly in my life in 2022, of course, Fogues with his uh, with with coming on in in Parked Up Plus, and as soon as um, Fogues did that, Tony um, decided to leave the uh, the whole shoot match. And... You can see the writing was on the wall. I was just going to get axed. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, I'm a but... Delberto killer. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Fogues, you did do an awesome job for Parked Up Thank Plus. You. Of course, you're back on. January 9, you can go back and listen to some of our... Am I? Uh, re- yes, we've already confirmed this, and you're done, oh, okay. you're locked in. Thank you. 
Uh, or you don't have to, but you won't get paid. But then I want to. Oh, sorry. Then Tony will have to like that little asterisk in there. Tony will have to host Parked Up Plus, and he'll uh, he'll be revealing big stories about uh, what 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 would you break right now, Tony D? What's your big story? If if you put me (laughs) on the same deal as Vogue's. Uh, I'd be back in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. So you're you're a fan of penury, are you? I'm a fan of cash. Cash. Uh, well, do you know what penury is? It's not no cash. cash? Oh, no, no. It's I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, I, I think we should quit while we're behind. We're going to quit. Tony D, I have to say, massive thank you to yourself. Of course, you helped launch uh, Parked Up with me. Uh, back in those dark old pandemic days and we're going strong. We're almost up to 200 episodes now. Folks is certainly helping uh, upping the uh, upping the game. We now get to do two a week, um, but almost up to 200 in the uh, in the overall scheme over uh, what has been, yeah, what is it, a year or two and a half years or something? Years. Yeah, yeah. yeah, two and a half years. It's been, uh, it's been good. It's been a great journey and it's going to continue in 2023 boys i hope you um uh both uh enjoy the uh, festivities over the next few days as we lead in uh to the new year look after your families drive safe uh be kind to the kiddies all the things that uh, you know you need to say um folks all the best to you mate happy birthday again thank you grant thank you tony it's happy been a good year and we're looking forward to 2023 on all fronts, and Tony, well, you might win another championship. I'd like to win a Bathurst. Let's put that out there. Okay. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, forget that. Yeah, move on. You're not? Oh, okay. What, you don't rec- you haven't got the car or uh, team or what? Bathurst, Bathurst six hour maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. no. Hey, I'd be happy with that too. I, that I'm one. a mean man. I'm a mean man. You are one of the top. Supercars co-drivers in the country and will continue to be. And, well, presumably you're staying with DJR and if they get their act together next year, you will be a big chance to win the Bathurst 1000. So, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I'm hearing, though, just before we go, a bit of a difference in parity between the Mustang and Camaro. Should we go there now or leave that till uh, next year? That's huge, oh, huge news. Oh, oh, bury the headline, why don't you? <laughs> oh, oh, see, oh. I, I knew he had a big scoop. I, I knew he had a big scoop. And as a and as a and as a Ford driver, I guess you're going to say that the Fords have yeah. got the big disadvantage. Oh, that's what I'm hearing. That's Winders. what I'm hearing, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, after they raped the regulations last time round, oh, boo hoo. <laughs> Oh, what do you mean? Oh, oh no. I think the, this is a discussion. The current Mustang. Oh, that's that's entirely kosher, isn't it? You know, <laughs> for a mutant, you know, should be should be a part of the X Men team. <laughs> um. Okay. Before this gets one hundred percent off, it the gets rails, ugly. It's and getting we, ugly, and we all end up. I end up in a uh, in a court of law, and you bikes have just disappeared into the hills. Because they're only uh, after the person who owns and produces the show. Um, we, we might, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, we might uh, wrap it up, boys, 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 boys. Thanks for 2022, uh, and we'll see you both in 2023. Sounds good. See you, boys. 
Thank you. You've just listened to another Network R production. 